Hello and welcome to the Slow Down and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Kim Stark, and this podcast is all about how we can move at a more natural, less busy pace so we can have beautiful, calm and abundant lives. Hello, lovelies. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to today's episode. I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts for you. It's definitely a new skill, that's for sure. And I'm having fun learning along the way, making mistakes. And luckily, it's a medium where you can just stop and start again. So loving that. And I was just uh, reflecting on how my overachiever um, or even just my achiever comes into it with this and my perfectionist and wanting to get everything right. And that's a little bit about what today's episode is about. So I really wanted to dive into working out why it is that we're driven to achieve or succeed, because that can often be the root cause for working really hard is because we're trying to get somewhere. And usually what we're trying to get to is in the future. So we have this idea of what it would be to be successful at what point do I need to reach in order for me to be successful? And that point never seems to come, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I would set these like, yeah, I want to achieve this and then I would achieve it. But by the time I got there, I was so busy looking at the next thing I wanted to achieve that I never actually celebrated the things that I'd already achieved. And that can be a bit of a, a vicious cycle of not acknowledging how far you've come and and what you've done. So I'm definitely one who loves a good challenge and wants to achieve. And I was definitely a high achiever in high school. And I remember being driven by, I think, mostly approval, but it took me years later to actually work that out. So I didn't actually want to go to uni and I didn't need a high, you know, score. I think my days it was called TE. I didn't need a high score in order to get to uni uh, because I wasn't going to go. I was going to go to a performing arts school. And um, (laughs) I remember just trying to get the highest score that I could just because I wanted to do well. So there was actually no reason for me to do well, but I was just like, no, I really want to achieve. And it was really important for me to succeed and do really well at school. But yeah, in my years of self-development years later, I worked out that it was because I was seeking approval. And this probably stemmed from really early, early childhood where I worked out that if I did good, if I was a good girl, that I would get my dad's approval. And so I know this is a really common one that gets ingrained in us. And so we become these high achieving, high succeeding machines as adults. And I think sometimes we don't stop and actually look at this and go, well, hang on a second. Why am I trying to work so hard to get to this certain place that may not even exist because it's in the future and I don't even know if I'm going to get there? And so I really think it's good to look at the beliefs underneath why you're doing things. So some of the common beliefs are that if we succeed, like if our business becomes successful, if it earns X amount of money, then we become lovable. Like, look at me, I did the thing, I have the approval, I am now loved. And that might be an actual real thing from your parents still. Like your parents might be like, oh, look at Susie, she did really well in her business, she succeeded and done this thing and, you know, they tell their friends and you feel good and, and you know, you, you get to go, I am worthy, I am lovable. And I might make a little bit of a joke about that in my voice, but it's real, it really is real. We, we do a lot of things in our life for the approval of others and it can mean that we're driving ourselves from a place that isn't in alignment with our values. So I'll talk about a little bit of that uh, later down the episode. So looking at why else we might want to achieve or succeed. 
It might be that we we want that recognition. It might be that we want money, and that's a fair enough one. Like we want money to support ourselves and to support our families. But I also believe that money comes when we're in alignment with our values. So I'm going to do a whole episode about money because it's obviously a very big topic. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. But if money is a driver, it's also good to really look at and look at your beliefs around that as well. So if you're working really hard at the moment and you're obviously listening to this podcast because there's something inside you that wants to work in a better way, I really advise you looking at and getting real about why you're doing what you're doing. I'd recommend journaling and asking yourself some questions, or you might even like to just sit quietly, close your eyes as if you're meditating and just really go within and ask yourself, okay, why have I created such a busy life? Is it because I'm seeking approval from others? And be really honest with yourself, really feel into that. Where am I seeking approval from others? Where do I believe that if I achieve certain things that I'll be worthy, I'll be lovable? So get really honest with yourself. And if that's what you discover, then ask yourself, is it worth putting other people's approval ahead of my own needs? So your own needs might be for a slower pace, something that might be a little bit more healthy for your lifestyle and your body. And so by trying to get the approval of others and putting your own needs second, it's a form of abandoning yourself. So really ask yourself, is that what I want to keep doing? And I know it can be really hard to stop seeking the approval of others. And it's definitely something I'm still working on, even on a day-to-day basis. There's certain things I do because I'm doing it for the approval of others. And it's only later I realize and I go, oh, okay, that's still coming up. So yeah, this can be an ongoing thing. But if it's causing you to work really hard because you're trying to achieve in order to get approval from others, it's really not worth it in the long run. And it's worth just really examining that. And going, okay, I don't want to work from that place anymore. So where you want to work from is a place of looking at what you want, like really examining what is it that I want? Do I actually want to earn X amount of money in my business and that's why I'm driving so hard? Or is it that I want to build a business that has freedom for me? Do I want to build a business that makes me feel good? Do I want to build a business that helps others? Do I want to build a business that actually works with my needs? So we can work from a place of our values or even value-based intentions as well, meaning it's okay to have goals. So it's okay to want to achieve things. But what I'm saying is it might be good to just look at why you're doing it and then trying to replace those with intentions and goals that are coming from a more loving place like your intention might be for a lot of people is to help people. So a lot of people's businesses are solving a problem that other people have. So it's okay. I want to I want to do that. Do I need to rush and really try and get somewhere fast in order to do that? Because working fast and working hard to achieve has a different level of speed to it than I'm working because I want to help people. And that might take two weeks or it might take two months or two years. And that's okay because that's a journey. Yeah, so you can start to kind of pull, put the brakes on a little bit. You can, you know, I guess take the foot off the accelerator a little bit when you start to kind of look at value-based intentions. So I'll give you a little example of my intentions. So 
uh, I use my mentor's idea of value-based intentions. So things that aren't necessarily about outcomes, they're more about, I guess, adjectives. And um, so the things that I have for my business is I want my business to be flourishing, to create freedom, to be fun, and to be flowing. So I've chosen all F words, so flourishing, fun, freedom, and flowing. And so that helps me also make decisions. So is, you know, if something comes up that's really squashy and it means I'm going to have to like push hard to get there, I go, is this fun? Is this feel like freedom? Is this flourishing? And is this flowing? And if it's a no, then that helps me go, okay, I'm not maybe going to take that action because actually it feels like I'm pushing. And so rather than trying to get somewhere in the future, you know, this idea of quote unquote success, I would recommend cutting that back to intentions and being like, actually, these are the things I want to do in my business because it makes me feel good. And of course, it's good to set goals. I'm not, you know, saying don't set goals, but also don't use them as a reason to push or work hard. Another driver that's good to look at that's very common with people is fear of failure. Now, this is a good one for me. Even though I know that failure is totally fine and making mistakes helps us grow and actually leads us to a better place, I still really struggle with it. So I woke up with a little bit of anxiety last week on a day that I was going to be recording some of these podcasts. And I remember sitting there and just examining this anxiety and being like, oh, where's this coming from? And I did a bit of journaling and and what I realized was that I had anxiety because I had a fear of doing it wrong, basically failing. So doing the recordings and basically not doing a good job and or stuffing up or basically the, the fear underneath that was fear of failure. And so I was coming from a place of anxiety and a place of fear. So then I examined it and went, okay, all right, it's okay to stuff up. It's okay to be learning. It's okay not to be amazing and brilliant at something when you're first starting. So it's all these thoughts that I then bring in and I replace my my fear and and try and, you know, just self-talk and know that it's okay. So that's kind of an example of like fear of failure driving you. And on a bigger scale, that can also be a big driver for people in, you know, your job or your business. It's like you actually you don't want to stuff up. You don't want to fail. You don't want to be, you know, say if you've got a business, maybe you don't want to have to go back to getting another job. So that can sometimes be really pushing us. But I just don't believe it's healthy to be driven by fear in any way. So I think you've got to really catch yourself and that's where catching your thoughts, like we talked about in episode two, if you haven't listened to that already, about how to catch those mind thoughts so that we can replace them with healthy thoughts that are actually going to serve us. So being driven by fear, I don't believe is a healthy, long-term, sustainable way to be. And it's better to be driven by a love-based thought is my personal opinion. So have a little think about whether fear of failure might be also driving you and whether that's where you want to continue driving from. The next one I want to talk about is money because that is obviously a massive driver for a lot of people about why we're working hard is because we want to earn money. And this can be from a fear-based place as well. Like, oh my gosh, if I don't work hard, my business doesn't succeed or I don't do well at my job, I'm not going to have any money and that's going to be super stressful and I'm not going to be able to you know, pay rent and buy food and, 
And all of that, of course, is very important to have money in order to pay for the necessities of life. However, I believe it's really important to examine the fear and really examine our beliefs around money. And I've definitely had really amazing experience with changing my beliefs around money, actually changed the amount of money that was coming into my life. So that will be a whole podcast in itself. But just recognize, am I being driven by money? And is it from a place of fear? And do I need to look at my money beliefs and maybe start to do some work around them? Do I need to believe maybe instead that I can actually have a business that's fun and free and flowing and have money? Can I change the beliefs that I need to work hard in order to make money? So it's really looking at what are you driven by? When I think back to the days of my wheatbags business, when I was super stressed and working really long hours and hustling to make things happen, I kind of look back and I think, why was that? Why was I putting in so much hard work? And I think it was definitely fear of money, like fear of like scarcity of money, believing that I needed to work hard in order to make lots of money. And also, yeah, wanting to prove myself. I was wanting to prove myself that I could make this business work and that I could do well and definitely an underlying sense of wanting to be worthy and lovable on a very deep layer. You know, the really underlying driver was wanting to be worthy and lovable. And that just created stress. Like I remember at one point being so tired and stressed that I, on this particular night, had been working all day into the night And I spilt a whole bunch of wheat on the floor, which is not unusual, but, you know, there was a whole bag of wheat and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to clean this up. And as I cleaned it up, I hit my head on a drawer and when I went and bent down to clean it up and it was just that little, you know, painful thing that happened that just like set off a whole bunch of, you know, tears and had a little bit of a breakdown and (laughs) I was just lying on the office floor my partner was home at the time just looking at me crying in amongst all these spilt wheat. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think I even started laughing at the time as well. I was like crying and then laughing because I was just so stressed and it just doesn't need to be like that. I don't think we need to make ourselves suffer like that. And I was suffering because I was working really long hours and I was scared. I was scared that I wasn't doing enough uh, to make things work. So, you know, the advice that I'd offer myself back then is to really examine why I was working so hard and trying to achieve. And maybe I could replace it with, you know, the intentions that I have now in my business, the fun, freedom, flourishing, flowing. I think that would have really helped me back then. And also working on my money beliefs, which I did maybe, I think it was about a year after that incident, I really started to examine my money beliefs and that helped as well. So reducing that, you know, fear of having to earn money. The next thing I want to look at is beliefs that we get from society or conditioning. So what's generally accepted in society, what we grow up believing uh, can also drive us and be programming that we follow. And it's really good to look at this and be like, "Mm, do I want to keep following this programming or not? And that's totally up to you. So one of the big ones is the fact that we live in a capitalist society and the driver behind a capitalist society is producing things. So we need to produce more and more, make more and more money. And that's the system that is driving us. And we've internalized this and it's really taught us that we're only worthwhile when we're producing something. And that's a really big one. And there's a great guy on Instagram who makes these funny videos. His name's Ramalua. I'll uh, 
put a link in the show notes if you want to have a little uh, look at his videos. Very funny. So I won't try and be funny like he is on it. But, you know, I remember watching his video and being like, oh, it's not just me thinking these things. Like I think it really is out there. Um, And he was talking about, you know, like, oh, my self-worth is tied to my productivity. And I can't fight this feeling that no matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. And so I really related to what he was talking about. So yeah, it's really good to examine our internalized capitalist kind of ideas about how we need to be producing something that we need to be, you know, worthwhile members of the community. And by being worthwhile members of the community means that we are producing something and, you know, really doing things and and I also believe this is where the idea that resting and taking time for ourselves is lazy comes from. So this is real uh, negative connotation with being lazy, right? And I, you know, I'm not surprised considering we live in a society where doing is valued over being. And there's quite a few people who are rest activists, which I just love. <laughs> it's awesome. So this idea that rest is an act of activism against a system that basically wants us to be working all the time. So it's really unraveling these things in ourselves and seeing them when they do pop up outside. And actually, why is rest so demonized? You know, it's good for us. It helps us recover from things. It enables us to look after ourselves. There's so many good things for rest. So why have we developed this whole belief system that it's bad for us? So it can take a lot to unravel those kind of beliefs. Like I definitely have a lot of guilt programming that I've had to undo over the last few years around resting. And that's part of it is because it's such a societal conditioning that, you know, oh my gosh, to like, you know, take a day off in the middle of the week. How lazy of you. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be producing things. You know, you're not going to be a contributing member of society. So I love looking at these things and and choosing whether I want to believe them or not. Because at the end of the day, it's your life. You get to choose what you believe. You get to choose how you operate. And it's okay if others don't approve of it because if they're also in that sort of conditioning and they're seeing you doing something different, it can be quite threatening. And so you may get disapproval from other people around you. So it's about coming back to yourself and being like, actually, what's good for me? What's good for me? What do I want to believe in? How do I want to operate? And if there's things in your life currently that aren't feeling in alignment with where you actually value and want to be in your life, then yeah, I really encourage you to sit down, journal these things. Like, why am I believing these? Where has this belief come from? Do I want to keep thinking it? And then what's the belief that I want to replace it with? And you might want to write these new beliefs down on a piece of paper that you can like stick up on a wall so that you can be reminded of them because, you know, beliefs can take a while to change because they're habitual. So it's really good to see the beliefs And remind yourself every day what the new belief is that you're thinking. And eventually over time, it actually starts to sink in and you start to take on that belief and your actions start to change. So that's a really important part of this is when we take on new beliefs, we act differently. And so it can be a really powerful place to uh, change your habits or change the way you're doing things is to make sure that your beliefs are in alignment with what you're actually wanting to create in this new version of yourself moving forward. So if I look at my own business and what's driving me now versus what used to drive me, which was fear of money, you know, wanting to achieve in order to be worthwhile and lovable, 
why I'm doing what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it is because I want to help people. I also want to create a business that is fun and enjoyable and teaches me new things and allows me to create community. It's also my intention to do really well so I can continue to have money flowing into my life because it makes me feel good. And I enjoy a life where I'm not stressing about paying for things or paying for bills. I'm not doing it so I can feel loved and so that people will acknowledge and like me. I'm not doing it so that I can be seen as contributing to society and therefore being a good person and therefore being worthy because I really recognize that I am lovable and worthy in this moment because of who I am. And that's definitely the same for you. It doesn't matter what you're doing or where you are. You are lovable right now in this very moment because you are who you are. And it's not dependent on some future circumstances or something that you get to or do or achieve. You are worthy and lovable right now. And that's something that's really great to remember because it takes it takes the pressure off. And it's like, okay, life can be really beautiful and amazing here in this moment. And having gratitude for everything that you have right now also helps because then it stops your mind going so much into the future and driving towards what it thinks it can get in the future. If you're really grateful for everything that you have now and knowing that you're lovable and worthy, you can really start to integrate those new beliefs that you've created for yourself and start to create a a different way of being. And that's the beautiful thing about this work is it is about a state of being, not a state of doing. Because the state of doing should come out of who you are, who you are being. So the more alignment, in alignment you are with um, values that feel really good for you and intentions that feel really good for you, the more you get to create a life that feels good. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you got something out of it and there was something that either clicked with you or something that you think you might go away and have a look at further. That's awesome. And if you did enjoy the episode, I would love if you could leave a five-star review. That helps other people find the podcast who might also be thinking about slowing down and thriving. So thank you so much and I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked today's episode, please follow or subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And join me over on Instagram at Slow Down and Thrive for more daily tips and messages.